0: Welcome Pastor Mark.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Celebration Church. Let's all stand together as we recite together the Apostles' Creed. This is our statement of faith. This is who we are and what we believe in Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Good to see you here this morning. Welcome those who watch us on television and around the world on the internet. Uh, several weeks ago, uh, for a Sunday morning service, we played a sermon from a pastor in the uh, Baltimore area very large black congregation, some of you remember that, it was a great message about uh, faith and about enduring trials and tribulations, which some of us have been going through. (laughs) Count it all joy, the Bible says. That's not your first response when you're right into tough tough times, it's joy, it's more like, ah! But uh, anyway, so so this is Pastor John Jenkins, and I, I first met him, he was at one of my conferences, I have no idea why he snuck in, but he was there just sitting there real quiet and stuff like that. I met him afterwards, we hit it off. We're both pilots, fly airplanes. So we connected and talked back and forth together for several years uh, about flying and ministry and stuff. And uh, Anyway, he is like one of the most unassuming men in the world, very, just so down to earth. And, you know, I thought the guy had a church of like 200 people, two to 400 maybe on the outside. I remember once... Uh, He had called me about coming to speak to his people and I I was dragging my feet because I thought I can't pay the bills going to a church of 200 people, you know, so finally he talked me to coming one year and I came and when I landed uh, We got in the van and it was an off-site thing for the church, but they had uh, Like information from the church and on the front was a picture of this Humongous monstrosity of a building. I thought you know, it's kind of a vision casting thing (laughs) You know (laughs) Someday, someday it will be this big, you know. And I'm flipping through, and every picture is huge. And I would, the people were driving, I said, is this your guys' churches? And they said, yeah. I said, oh, man. Wow, I had no idea. It's a massive church. Thousands of people. The building that i was looking at, $64 million facility they had just built, half paid off by the first service. And one of several facilities they owned. The place is so big, they affect so many people, they literally have a funeral every day. Isn't that right? Every stinking day, sometimes twice a day. That's how many people they minister to in the Baltimore area. You know, man, we they got more people dying than we get visitors. You know, like, wow! It's like, holy cow! This, so anyway, so I am like blown off. I remember telling in the pastor, I said, you know, because when he, when he first asked me to come speak, he said, how much, how much would you charge me? And I thought, what's the least, the least amount of So I just ca- tossed him the least amount of money I could possibly get. When I got there, I said, if I'd have known you this big, I'd have charged you a lot more money, man. That's all I know. So anyway, we hit it off, and uh, I got a chance to go to their church uh, in, uh, this last summer. And he's going around, and I had met uh, his wife already greatly. And again, the most unassuming people in the world. The reason it's such a big deal is usually in church world when you're that big, there's ego everywhere. I'm sure you've seen this, you know. And they, they got all the handlers around. He, he doesn't have any of that. He is just a sweetheart of a man. And getting to meet everybody, he's taking me around. He's got several children. got a chance to meet Joshua, who works with him. And, of course, as soon as you introduce yourself from Green Bay, first thing everybody says, Packers! Must be a Packer fan! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he says, well, I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. And I said, okay. I said, and I thought, hey, Green Bay's playing Tampa Bay. Why don't you come to Green Bay? He says, I ain't going to go out there and freeze, man. There ain't no way. I mean, there was no hesitation at all. He shot me down in flames. I ain't going out there. It's too cold. So anyway, I got on the phone, friend to a friend who had some indoor tickets. So I said, can I get the thing? He said, yeah. So I called him. I said, I got indoor seats. Will you come now? He goes, okay. So anyway, he's going to speak first this morning, and then I'm cutting out of here. And guess where I'm going? See, we're thin at the at the quarterback position, and I had to be ready. Because you know they could call my number at any time. Because it, it's getting bad out there. Anyway, would you please give a Green Bay welcome to Joshua Jenkins?
0: Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> man. That was a heck of an intro. I don't know. I'm Josh. I'm so happy to be here. It is not as cold as I thought it would be, um, but it is cold. Uh, amen. Um, I want to say hello to all the, the different campuses. You have two different campuses. I want to say hello to you guys. Thanks for. Well, I think the next service. They're not this service. They're next service, right? Okay, well, I just spoke to nobody. The internet viewers that are here, how are you? My wife is watching, I believe. Hi, honey. My son, my four-month-old son, Jet. Can y'all say, hey, Jet and, and Danny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. They're watching, and um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, bring you greetings. So First Baptist Church of Glenard, my church, Pastor John Jenkins, First Lady Trina, who are my parents. I'm the eldest son of six, a lot of fighting going on in my household uh, as a child, as you can see, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, let's pray real quick, dive into this word. Lord, thank you, God, for this time. I just pray right now that you uh, touch the word that uh, you have given me, God. Allow uh, your will to be spoken today and not my own. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, I'm going to be before you for about 27 minutes. Um, amen. Yeah, I know you guys got to get to the game, okay? So, Uh, I got here uh, yesterday, and my hotel is right across the street from the field. You know, Lambeau Field is monumental. I grew up watching Brett Favre. Yeah, I love Brett Favre. I love Brett Favre. I still love the Packers as well. I am a Bay fan. Tampa Bay. I guess the wrong Bay right now, but I am a Bay fan. Can we at least give it up for the Bay areas? All right. Uh, (laughs) um, Let's go to... uh, Luke uh, chapter 1, and I want to go to verse 26, if you have your Bibles. I want to talk about conceiving purpose. Somebody say conceiving purpose. Conceiving purpose. Scripture reads, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His, ki- his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Wow. That's crazy news, right? Um, I want to talk about conceiving purpose, conceiving the power of purpose and uh, the things that God has placed inside of us that we don't believe. I know it's Christmas time and everybody uses normally these stories to talk about how the, what the true meaning of Christmas is and it's not about gifts and how uh, Mary was a virgin and she had the son of God. And that is, those, are very, those are true and powerful statements. But I wanna talk about today what God has placed inside of you. Amen? So a little bit about this background. Mary was engaged to Joseph, her soon-to-be husband. They were engaged. They were, she was preparing for a wedding. Joseph was working, I guess, to pay for the wedding. I think, that's how, <laughs> I think that's possibly how it was going. And during their planning process, Mary gets this visit by an angel who just throws a wrench in her plans. Like, yeah, I know you were gonna get married in, in a few months, but hey, we gotta put that on pause for a minute. We gotta save the world. <laughs> now, if Mary was selfish, thank God, Mary wasn't selfish, you know. I don't know how I would handle that. I don't know how I would, how I would have taken that. So Mary was engaged to Joseph. They were supposed to be married getting prepared for the wedding, and here we are that the angel Gabriel visits Mary. You know, when I grew up, uh, I, was, I wanted to be a football player, I actually wanted to play for the Packers, <laughs> I did, I, right, now I'm preaching, uh, <laughs> I wanted to play for the Packers, I wanted to play with Brett Favre, and I just thought I was going to go to the NFL. I also wanted to be a police officer. You know, when you're kid, when you're a kid, you just want to be everything. You don't really understand the, the bandwidth of what it takes to be all that, but you just, I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a police officer. I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to be a doctor at some point. I, I mean, I just wanted to be everything. I wanted to be everything. But I had a plan for my life when I was young. Growing up, I had plans. I had plans. I had things that I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I got to about maybe the age of my early 20s that I realized, uh, The plan, my life is not my own. And the plans that I have for my life are not what God has for my life. And the purposes that I have for my life are not, maybe not what lines up to God has for my life. So I want to give you five little points about how to conceive and believe in the purpose that God has for you. Amen? The first thing I want to, the first point is you got to understand that you are blessed. Somebody say, I am blessed. I am blessed because I am a child of God. In verse 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. The word favored means blessed. Blessed means you got benefits. God chose me. God has chosen you. That means that you are blessed. That's a good thing. You're blessed, Mary was blessed, God chose her. Mary, Mary was favored. Mary was favored because she received God's grace. I don't know if Mary was perfect, she was a virgin, but I don't know if she made every right decision in her life, I don't know, I know I haven't made every right decision in my life. I know I've made mistakes, uh, uh, fallen, you know, messed up in life. But I have still, God was gracious enough to allow me to receive his grace, and that makes me blessed. He also chose me to do some things, like speak at Celebration Church this Sunday morning as a Tampa Bay fan in front of Packer fans. I'm blessed, and I'm receiving a lot of grace right now, not from God, but from you people sitting in here listening to me. Amen? I'm blessed, but I have purpose. God chose me. So you have to understand the first thing. Mary was blessed. God chose her. You're blessed. When when it comes to conceiving God's purposes and promises for our life, it starts, we have to understand and know that God has chosen us to do certain things in life, and it's blessed. We're blessed. That's a blessing. Second thing. Second thing we got to be or understand this mentality. First thing we understand, we are blessed. The second thing is we can't be scaredy cats. Look to your neighbor and say, are you a scaredy cat? I was a little scaredy cat coming here. I see all this green. I'm going to make reference to this Packer-Tampa Bay game a couple times. If you get tired of jokes, just keep laughing at them because, uh, you know, I'm a little scared. I was a little scared this morning. I was a little scared coming up here. I was a little nervous. Hand shakes. When I, when I get nervous, I fart. So that seat, that seat is lit up. I mean, sorry, Pastor. You might need to clean that seat when you leave, but it's a lot of hot gas. Because I, when I get scared, that's how my body reacts to fear. That's how my body reacts to fear. And the angel told Mary, don't be afraid. This is what, what kind of tickled me about this, this passage because uh, in verse 29 it says, Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And the angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now, it's a couple things that I don't understand. Why was Mary afraid? Because all he did was say that she was blessed. It said, and if you go back to 28, verse 28, it says, Gabriel came to her and said, hello, Mary, greetings. You are blessed. You have found favor with the Lord. And then the next verse says, she was disturbed. One plus one equals two, doesn't it? I don't understand how Mary got fear out of an angel calling her blessed. I know for me, this is just for me, and I think a lot of us sometimes, we look at God so huge and us so little that when God calls us something, we're afraid of what he thinks of us. You can't be blessed. You can't be favored. God can't love you that much because you don't deserve it. So the fact that he speaks highly of you and has chosen you, you're scared of it. You're scared of the purpose and the thing that God has put in your belly. The thing that God has placed inside of you to do. That's why a lot of us don't do things. That, so a lot of half of us in here are probably not living in the will of God for our life, the full and perfect will of God, and the thing that God has called us to do because we're scaredy cats. Because we're scared to go after it. We're scared of it, but we can't be scared of the favor of God. Look at you and Say, don't be scared. They're benefits. Benefits. Amen? Amen. You got to understand that you're blessed. That thing God put in you, you're, it's blessed. You're blessed. You can't be a scaredy cat, right? You can't be a scaredy cat. You know, when, um, that's what they, I got scaredy cat, because when I was a kid, that's what, that was how you tease people. You're a scaredy cat. No, I'm not. You're a scaredy cat. And if you really want to defend somebody, you say, your mama. <laughs> Then you really, then you, those are fighting words where I'm from. Those are fighting words. You don't talk about nobody's mama. But you can't be scared of God. You got to understand that the purpose that God has for your life, the thing that God's put inside of you, just like he put inside of Mary, you can't be scared of it. It's blessed. You're blessed. Amen? You're blessed. You can't be scared. You got to understand that. Don't allow God's favor and blessings to scare you. Believe what God thinks about you. Believe what he says about you. The third thing is you got to listen to the details about what he put in you. Verse 30 says, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. You have found favor with God. 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. The thing that God put inside of you to do, is it write a book, if it's open a business, if it's be a great dad, if it's be a great mom, if it's to play the saxophone. I see a lot of guitars in here. I saw guitars in Pastor Bob's office. I saw like three guitars over here. I feel like I can play the guitar now for some strange reason. But I see a lot of guitars. If, you, if God blessed you to play the guitar, right? You gotta understand and believe in the details. Whatever God told you or whatever you know that burden that's inside of you that you know you're supposed to do, you gotta believe in what God said is gonna to come to fruition. You got to believe in the details. You got to believe that you're going to be a great leader. You got to believe that you're going to be a great great father, a great mother, a great wife one day. You might not be married yet, but if God told you you're going to be married and you believe inside that it's inside of you to be married, you got to believe that thing that God had put inside of you. Believe in the details. Say it with me. Believe in the details. Angel gave... Mary, all these details of what this son, this child that she was going to have, she, he gave her all these, these huge details. And all she was trying to do was plan a wedding. You mean to tell me out of my plans, I'm, I'm over here going to school for engineering, but you telling me, you telling me that I'm supposed to be working at a church? I was a police officer for seven years. In Maryland, D.C., where I'm from. I was a police officer for seven years. You know, loved the police department, you know. Got to a point where, you know, I didn't like my job, you know. When I first got out there, I would get, get in my car, drive, home, I'm driving fast, lights and sirens. Every time the, the bad guy, you know, if it's a robbery, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to get the bad guy. I'm going to get the bad guy. I'm driving fast. I'm doing all that. It got to a point as time went on where the, when the calls or the robbery started coming, that was like, do I really want to go to that car? <laughs> do I really? Do I really want to go? It got, you know, I used to jump out the car, see the robber running, or see the bad guy, I would park my car, jump out the car while my car's still moving, spin around in slow motion, start running, tell him to stop, freeze, jump on the bad guy, mm, take him down, handcuff him, get on the radio, and say, I got him. Copy. Right? Then about my seventh year. I would get to the scene, I would see the bad guy, I'd say, he's running, (laughs) he's still running, he's still running, have have units uh, canvass the area, have units canvass the area, because I lost my passion, (laughs) I had lost my passion, because that was something that I was supposed to do for a period of time in my life, but I was running from the details of what God told me before. Some of y'all are running and we are in uncomfortable positions in our lives because we're running from the details. We're running from the things that God has told us inside of us that we're supposed to do. This great baby named Jesus, he, she told, her, she, he told her all these great things that, that, that he was going to do. But guess what Mary didn't do? She didn't run from it. She didn't run from it. We can't run. We got to believe in the details of what God has put inside of us. Amen. How do we do that? You got to, one thing you got to do, you got to strengthen, we got to maintain and continue continue to grow and strengthen our relationship with God. A lot of times we don't know, you know, what we're supposed to do because we don't have great relationship. You know, we don't, we don't, you know, some some of us, I don't know, I'm not going to ask how many people just come to church on Sunday. There's a few MDCs. I'm pretty sure some of those people, are, some of the people on these MDCs are at that tailgating. They're tailgating right now over there at the Lambo Field. I saw a whole bunch of people. I think I, I was riding with Pastor Bob. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple people wave at him I'm like, hey, Pastor Bob, have a good day at church. Won't be there, but I'll be here tailgating, you know? But we got to strengthen our relationship with God. You got to come to church, you got to get involved in the ministry got to get connected with people who have like, a like mind like yourself. Get connected with, with uh, fellow Christians and believers. Amen? Understand we're blessed. We can't be scaredy cats. We got to understand the details. And then we got to give God our how. Say, give God my how. Give God, give God my how. And now, in verse 34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. How can I have a baby if I'm a virgin? How can I... Preach if I've never been to seminary? How can I preach if I'm not ordained? How can I build a house if I've never built houses? Some of the things that God has for you to do, it is not about how good you are at it. It's not about what, you're, uh, what you feel like you're talented in. It's about what God is going to do in you, period. Yeah. He had put a baby in a virgin. He put a baby in a virgin. If He can put a baby in a virgin, Then he can have a police officer, an old police officer, standing up here preaching the word of God at Celebration Church. Amen. He put a baby in a virgin. He put a baby in a virgin. God has a sense of humor. I think. I think God laughs at some of the stuff that He does. I think He kind of sits back and like, "Yeah, I did do that, didn't I? (laughs) That was funny." That was funny. That was funny. So a lot of times we ask God, how am I going to do this? How can I do this? How can you say this about me, God? How can I be a, a, a book writer? How am I supposed You tell me I'm supposed to write a book. How am I supposed to write a book? I've never written a book. I can barely speak good English. How am I going to write a book? I don't know how to type. I type like this. How am I going to write a book? How, how am I going to do that? How am I going to deal with kids? I don't have no kids. How? Give God your how. And let me tell you something. So this is what, this is what Gable told her. He said, the, the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. So a lot of things that you are going to do in your life, young, old, some, some people feel like they're too young to do. People say they, a lot, well, I know at least where I'm from, people say they're too young to get married. I got married last year to my wife. My wife, fine, y'all. My wife, fine. Okay? My wife, fine. And sometimes I wake up and I just say, Man, Lord, how did I get this beautiful wife that had this beautiful baby boy? How? I used to ask myself that, but now I don't ask myself that because I can't answer it. Because I don't deserve this beautiful, fine, luscious wife. <laughs> She's fine, y'all. She's fine, man. She's fine. And I don't deserve her. She is listening. I forgot. Baby, you fine. So, I used to ask myself, how can this be? How can I I have this wife? How can I have this wife that's so fine? And I stopped asking myself because I couldn't answer it. I got to give God my how. And God said, because I said so. That's how. Amen. So stop asking how you're going to do it. Give God your how. And watch the thing that God put in you come to fruition. Amen? Amen? God's going to overshadow you. His power is going to overshadow you. He's going to cover you. The things that we do here, the things that, that, you, that Pastor, I'm sure, speaks, God over, overshadows him to operate in such a grace and, and leadership. I'm sure he can. He could. He could tell you he can't do it on his own might. I can't do what I do on my own might. I'm I'm a young adult uh, director at our church. I, I'm I'm not I'm not worthy of such a position, and, and um, I'm not worthy to be standing up here. But oh, but but the Holy Spirit overshadowed me this morning, and it started with tickets to the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. <laughs> Somebody say amen. finally, last thing, you got to have faith. You got to have faith. Verse 37 says, for the, the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now, I'm pretty sure Mary was in a state of shock. I'm sure she was in a state of shock or was, didn't know how she was going to tell Joseph. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was a little miscombobulated. I don't know if, if, if she immediately started having like morning sickness, I, I don't know. I don't know if she went to the bathroom after that. I don't, I don't think they had pregnancy tests back then, so I don't know if she could I don't know how she knew. I don't think she could have known right at that moment. But what her, what verse 38 says is that she had faith. Because she said, I'm the Lord's servant. She said, I am God's. I serve God. So whatever you just told me, even though I'm shocked right now, even though I don't see it right now, even though my belly hasn't started growing right now, even though Joseph doesn't know right now, even though I'm planning a wedding right now, even though nobody else is in here besides me and this angel right now, even though I'm a little spooked out because I've never seen an angel before and he just left me right now, even though I'm saying I am the Lord's servant. And if God said that, and if God is going to do that, may everything that you say come true. So if God said it, If you believe it and have faith, it's going to come to pass. Amen? We got to have faith. You got to believe it. She grabbed, Mary grabbed hold onto the promise and the purpose of God that the angel told her. That was, that was really, in a sense for her, impossible. Now, you know, I like to think, like, what if Mary wasn't a virgin, you know? What if she wasn't? Then it would be a little bit more believable, like, yeah, that possibly could be true, Gabriel. Even though I'm not married, I hope you talking about me. Right? But the fact that she was a virgin makes it that much difficult to believe. So the things that are inside of you, I'm pretty sure it's hard for you to believe that you can do such things. I'm looking at so many different faces in here, different things, different people, walks of life, different ages. And there's nothing that sits in your seat, right? There's nothing that sits in your seat that can discredit, discount, or discourage God from using you. Nothing that sits in your seat or next to you. It might be something next to you that might try. Look, see if it's somebody next to you that might might try to get you off kilter. But there's nothing that sits in your seat that can stop God from wanting to use you. Amen? We just have to have what? Faith. We got to believe. I am the Lord's servant. So listen, God, if you want to take me to a, a Green Bay, Tampa Bay game on the inside <laughs> with the sweets. Where, where it's nice and warm and I can watch my team be protected because I heard those Green Bay fans are really not to be played with. I have my jersey in my bag. I don't know if I'm going to wear my jersey yet or not. I was contemplating that. But if that's the way you're going to use me to come and speak to Celebration Church, I believe it. Amen. Now, as I close, there's, there's a, I, I, I have this, this, this is a bonus point. This is a bonus point. But um, the, the other thing is you got to do is a, it, the verse says that her, her, her kin, I don't know how they relate. I don't know if they were cousins, sisters or what, but Elizabeth. It says in verse 36, what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was burned but has conceived a son. Some of y'all are sitting beside some people who is the proof of the blessing. Some, some of y'all sitting beside people who are doing it, and if, if it's in the neighborhood, if it's in, if it's in the midst, that must mean it's on your road. It might be on your road, on your street. It's that close to you. Some of us need to just check out who our Elizabeths are in our life to say, hey, this is, this is the proof. I tell you the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. If he did it for Elizabeth, I know he can do it for me. Amen? Understand we're what? Blessed don't be a what? Scaredy cat. What else? The third? hat. Nope. Third. Listen to the details. Fourth, give God your how. And the fifth, have faith. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you right now. God, I thank you for the word that you have given. I bless you, God. I thank you for uh, Celebration Church. God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would just cover us Allow this word to rest in us, God. Allow us to understand that you have put in us purpose and power f- to be fulfilled and for us to give birth to the promises, that the things you want us to conceive, oh, Heavenly Father. God, I just thank you for what you're going to do uh, out of this message to f- for your people. I just pray right now, God, that you will birth everything in this room that, need- that is of you that you want birth. God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and give you thanks. Amen. 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 Thank you.